Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Got picking your nose. Got a little, um, got a little scab on my nose. From where, from where I had a spot. Don't make excuses for picking your nose, Mick. <laughs> you skank. I am a skank. Um, hello, Laura. No. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> because we're not starting this week with that. We're starting it with this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Victoria. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Beautiful. Beautiful. The person who is refusing to acknowledge this wonderful day in which this incredible person was put on this earth. <laughs> Who I adore and love and I think is wonderful. So I will not allow you to get away with this podcast without celebrating your 39th birthday. I know, but I just, I said to you before, birthdays just don't really feel like anything. They feel like such a non-event now, don't they? No, see, I see birthdays very differently. Yeah, I like, I'm from a family of big celebrators though. So we celebrate fucking everything in my family. Yeah. Given an opportunity and we will celebrate it. Why have I why am I only seeing like half of the I'm trying one to, nostril? I'm trying to get close to my microphone because I realise that I'm really far away, but um I haven't made I haven't done the setup very good today. Hold on, let me move it. That's better. Fucking now, Vic. We're meant to be keeping this tight today. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I think it's really important to celebrate a birthday because it's another year of achievement. I know, but you another know, year of just, being let me here. just give you a rundown. <laughs> No, I know, I know you've not had the best. You've not had the best. <laughs> That's why this podcast so is far. late today, by the way. <laughs> so uh, on Sunday night, I was awoken. Well, actually, no, let's just start on Saturday. Uh, my old friend, Mr. Bumgrape, popped out with oh, no. some ferocity. Ferocity? Yes, we'll ferocity, use that as a word. Yeah. Um, on Saturday to say, hello, haven't it just you ha- for a while. Does it just happen like hey, that? It just fucking happens. So the bomb grape was out in full force. It woke me up. It was throbbing so badly. And so it just, you weren't even doing anything? No, I haven't even done anything. I didn't I even, even know like, that it happened like that. It's Sometimes it will, if you're constipated, it happened, but I haven't even been constipated. So I don't understand what is going on. So it's come out and uh, yeah, it's been so painful. So my bum hole was just in a bit of a state anyway. Yeah. Puts me off you a bit. 
puts me off me to be fair I'm joking um and I didn't have anything in the house other than some out-of-date anusol so I used that anus oil anusol 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 I had um some suppository germaloids germaloids so I whacked one of those up there so that was a nice little romantic end to my date did did Rob Rob get to watch that (laughs) he tongued it up there (laughs) (laughs) is that when you said I am so wanting your penis right now just uh, can I use your penis to push my pile back in, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, because we had a day date. Saturday was lovely. We had a day date, went out for yeah. a meal, no kids, glorious. But then obviously the bomb gate kind of tainted that a little bit. Mm. And by the time we got home, I was too uh, Edith ruined the whole thing. So we were back for bedtime. She was an absolute cunt at bedtime. So I was like, great, ruin the day, brilliant. Um, then Sunday night, I woke up at about 1am feeling really dodgy. And over the course of the next sort of like five hours, I, yeah, just vomited and shat out liquid hot vulva out my bum. Not vulva. <laughs> <laughs> you shit out your hot vulva out of your bum. <laughs> Mate, I'm pretty sure that, that there is a show for that. <laughs> like the ping pong um, ball. Oh, it was bad. It was like tea, just pouring tea out of my bum. It was awful. <laughs> just brown and watery and just horrible. <laughs> Did, obviously did my bum hole no favours no that's it, gonna aggravate oh it aggravated I wonder if the pie on you it no it, it, was, it, it was, was like this is empty I'm just gonna let you know this is the beginning <laughs> this is because diarrhea and constipation both of those can attract the old oh, yeah. roids it's uh it's certainly yes it's been chafing um so yeah that all happened so yesterday I actually felt like pure death yeah we couldn't even record podcasts because I was like there's no way that I can put headphones on that's gonna make me be sick (laughs) (laughs) so I I this is my diet yesterday a can of coke half a crumpet and a packet of pommes that's what I managed yesterday I think that's good going the the (laughs) coke is essential as well it's very important essential oh it helps so much but Um, it's good because it replaces all the your lost sugar and all that shit doesn't it yeah. So yeah, so that that was great, and then um, had another terrible bedtime with Edith last night. That so was just carnage. And then this morning, Edith woke up at five thirty, just shouting, just going, "Mummy, mummy!" like that. And uh, yeah, then was an absolute idiot all breakfast, and just screamed and cried about everything. So and I just genuinely feel so sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then at breakfast, I had on very pale grey. Um, uh, pajama bottoms and then Edith was like what's that and I come on my period and I had a massive blood patch on my fanny at the breakfast table which is like oh fantastic just, uh, another thing to add to this brilliant this wonderful hours. start of the day <laughs> well I have a similar story of it's not similar really our washing machine is broken and so I took that's devastating that is devastating I took six loads of washing down to the laundrette yesterday i've never mm-hmm. been to a laundrette before that's an experience not? really Tw- 19 pounds 80 yeah 19 pounds fucking 80 to get it washed i know right and i noticed that my one of my uh period pants was on top of steve's white oh t-shirt. no and i thought it's fine i'll put loads and loads of like washing stuff and like whitening stuff in and it will just clean the blood stain right out it did not. 
and it's one of Steve's favorite t-shirts that I got home yesterday and I said right okay so we have a bit of an issue and he was like what and I pulled it out and I was like that's my vagina blood on your t-shirt he was like fuck sake I'm so sorry <laughs> you tie-dyed it with minge juice I did tie- I, you know what I did tie-dye it with minge yeah oh well you know he can always buy another one can't he can you get blood out of whites I don't think I don't know you're asking the wrong person I don't no. I'd never separate my whites from my what? other colors what? or my darks what well you clearly don't your period knickers are black aren't they yeah but as oh, in but like you, you, they, they were in the pile and, and like then they separated through. yeah I can't be bothered mate oh and god yeah but your whites that, must be terrible yeah, I mean I don't, my have, whites I don't are fucking have awful. many whites I've got gray yeah all the only whites I've really got yeah is Oliver's school uniform that's it and he, he looks terrible, but I don't care. I'm like, oh, it's only seven weeks after term. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'll get some new ones in September. That's what I, I remember doing that with Elliot with his school shoes. And he literally had, it was right before fucking lockdown. I won't forget it. He was wearing these shoes and they were crippling him, basically. Yeah, that's what, that's the stage they're out of his plimsolls. So I've stopped, I've stopped forcing his feet into them because it's like I'm trying to bind them. Yeah. And, you know, he would almost limp. He's like, Mummy, my feet hurt so much. And I was thinking, I knew that lockdown was looming. I thought, I don't want to fucking buy you a new pair of shoes. And I, and I thought, you know what? I'm pretty sure this borders on child abuse. So. I was like, okay, we'll go after school. And I got him a new pair of shoes. And do you want to know how long he wore those shoes for? Two days. Four days. Four d- <laughs> school shoes are so expensive as well, aren't they? Yeah, because I bought them from fucking Clark's as yeah, well. I know. Oh, no, I'm a Clark's hoe too, always. Oh, yeah, just, you know, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm... I'm a, I, I'm setting their feet up failure if I don't put them in. A I know what you mean. Shoe. I know what you mean. Yeah, it is that. And um, I was, with Oliver too, because if he's a DCD, he finds it very difficult to get certain pairs of shoes on. So we have to find some that have got the biggest Velcro straps ever, so he can actually physically put them on. Because otherwise, it's a now now. Just Laces. so that you know, that doesn't get any easier as well. No, I know. I know it's not going to get easier. It really isn't. It just in becomes fact, a struggle. Oliver's tantrums have gone so mega now they were they i mean he's he hasn't really tantrum not like edith like edith's the tantrum queen but his have have just entered a new sort of sphere and it's i think it's linked to dcd which is um developmental coordination disorder and there's a lot about regulating emotions and that sort of thing and i'm finding as he's getting older he seems to struggle with that and be triggered really really quickly yeah, he'll go from like zero to hundred so fast now, and never that never used to happen. And about really obscure things as well. I'm like, okay, well, well, so you know, like a lot of the things with tantrums, you can kind of understand why they're, you know, reacting that way. But with him, he's yeah, he's turned into he's like a teenager basically. Just enjoy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyone who is on the fence about whether they want to have a child or not, just rest just listen to this. This whole this if you can listen to this and go, yeah, I still want a kid, then good luck to you. Well you you enjoy that experience, and I'm really happy for you too. Oh but otherwise, uh, kids aside, you know. Well, yeah, it's else? been half term as well, mate. It's been half term. How was your half term? Yeah, it was all right. We went away, didn't we? Oh yeah, okay. We went yeah. away to Surrey, Godalming, actually. Godalming. Fuck, was it fuck, nice? fuck! It's just full of rich people, is it? Oh my god, yeah. Why did you go there? You seen friends or something? No, we just found a random place on Airbnb and we oh, went. Oh nice. I like finding like really random 
hideaway places on Airbnb and going to them. But I I had to share with Toby, which is fine. That was standard because yeah. um, he wouldn't share with Steve. Yeah. And Steve shared with Elliot. Elliot grinds his teeth. And I had the absolute pleasure of Toby twice in one night putting his hands in my mouth and rubbing his fingers on my teeth in his sleep. <laughs> So I came away feeling oh, so truly gross. rested, truly oh rested. God, that's the problem with going away on holiday, isn't it? That's the thing. Like we said this before, it's always I don't, I don't sleep know. Just gives me so much anxiety when we go away. Well, the, I mean, we're past that sleep anxiety because I know that if Toby sleeps with me, he'll be fine, and you know, Steve and Elliot sleep together and they get on fine, obviously because yeah. they're father and son. But um, and then you don't have any because you know, look, it's with the me, downtime. With my kids, there is yeah. no fucking downtime, yeah, no, and yeah, because they can't just piss off to their own rooms and play. And no, there's nowhere for them to escape. You are the there? play, and I like that. Like, I think that, um, you know, with, uh, me rediscovering everything that I've gone through and coming out of my breakdown last year, I've really changed the way that I, to be honest with you, I think coming out of lockdown. And having more space and freedom and being in a mental, a better mental, I don't know if I'm in a better mental place, actually. I don't think I am. You I are. think I'm just probably more uh, uh, aware. aware of my mental yeah. state that I uh, I have in the last 12 months, and it's a fucking really roundabout way of saying, had much more nourishing relationships with the boys than I yeah. probably ever have done. Yeah. And so coming away and the four of us being together, it feels like we do, do genuinely have this really wonderful connection with each other. Um, don't get me wrong, the bickering and all that bullshit happens. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's because last year I was nearly dead. Yeah. <laughs> now this year, I'm just so much more thankful to not be dead. Yeah. Um, that makes me go, oh, God, look at this. This is so wonderful. And just cherishing it. But it's still fucking difficult. Yeah. Yeah, and I think though you have those moments and then they're sort of interjected with just sheer chaos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and then it's just the overall neediness as well. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I found half terms so fucking long and just it felt like the longest week of my life because obviously... Oh my God, you've got the summer holiday soon. Mate, I'm dreading it. I'm absolutely fucking dreading it. I mean, the thing is though, it won't be too bad because this time Edith was off for the the Jubilee back holiday, so she was off as well. It's just, it's more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she'll be at nursery. So yeah. just, just Oliver, he is so, he's a piece of piss. He's so easy. Mm. And uh, yeah, we have like, we have a really nice time. And I had him the whole week and we did loads of nice stuff and, you know, spent lots of quality time together. And then Edith came along and just fucked that all up. Fucking ruined it. By being you know so what I found? Like, I always find by the end of the summer holidays that, a, I think I have no idea how the fuck I'm going to do the routine of getting back into the school run. Yeah. But B, because we've kind of found our own little groove. And again, my kids are older than yours. So I'm yeah. in a different place to you. But, you know, we wake up a bit later or if the boys wake up and they watch a bit of TV and I'm like in the bed, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so it just feels a lot more relaxed and a lot less exhausting. And, you know, we get to see people that we wouldn't normally see and just do stuff that we wouldn't normally do. And yeah. I don't know, it just feels fun. But yeah. yeah, last year didn't. Last year was fucking awful. And I think it's because we'd come out of lockdown. We got our lives back. And then all of a sudden the kids were off fucking school for six and a half weeks. Yeah, and no, I, I had, I had so a, long. Last summer holidays were horrific. I had the worst fucking mother of all panic attacks um I had COVID 
and then I realized I had to be stuck in the house for 10 days and yeah. I just fucking lost it I yeah. couldn't like I, I full-on lost it my amazing friend who's a psychologist she ended up having to video call me and talk me down from it because I was like I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this I've been stuck in the house for 10 days with the kids yeah it's so, so triggering so especially of fucking COVID exactly, yeah whereas now this a year on I think no it'll be all right actually we'll all yeah. survive if I can fucking survive that with them then you can survive anything I can survive the next well, this is my first summer holiday so <laughs> no you'll be fine mate I swear to god like apart from the times when Edith is home you'll actually have a really lovely time yeah I know I feel so bad but I just like I'm just willing her to be four I really am this is the worst year three-year-olds are just fucking dickheads but also you've only got one more year and a bit until she starts school yeah that's even worse because then I'll have them both off for the holidays (laughs) oh shit yeah I didn't think about that (laughs) I'm just gonna guess I'm gonna get like a holiday au pair do it. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh my god! Of course, it's a thing, mate. If you can get someone to send their dirty pants in the post to you True. for money, you can get a holiday au pair. Yeah. And we've got quite a few nannies that listening, so maybe they could uh, step in. Contact Vic. She needs you. Oh, did you um? Did you also see uh, old Kate and her Prince George at the Jubilee? How fucking hilarious it was. Yeah. But Didn't also that just bring joy to your heart. I was like, complete solidarity oh because yeah. it's like even a fucking royal has <laughs> a normal child. Oh my god, he was being such a brat, but it was brilliant. But it's hilarious because it, you could see that she obviously got William's attention and was like, "Okay, can someone take him for a minute?" And then yeah. he went and sat on Charles's lap. And because obviously William was probably like, um, "Okay, so she needs a break. Can you have him?" <laughs> oh yeah, of course I'll have him. I think it was I'm not a royalist I don't know where I sit within the royals I'm not a not royalist because I think uh, but I find the whole system complicated and I don't know how I, I feel think about totally it pointless but yeah but I I've it, since everything with Prince Andrew I think it's really I, I just can't bear the way that that has been handled and I yeah. think that that has really made it complicated for me to want to give a shit but also yeah. I don't dislike them as people. Yeah. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So anyway, um, all that in mind, it's quite nice uh, and nourishing to see them behave in a fairly normal family dynamic. Yeah. Obviously not being sat in the royal box watching a whole concert. <laughs> yeah, because that's really normal. <laughs> but, the, but the conversation, the fact that he was, <sighs> Louis was like being a little shit and the other two kids were mucking around and then it, it was just normal. Anyway, let's move on from them and uh, let's get ourselves a little story, shall we? Uh, okay, so I've kind of got a tidy up time from somebody uh, in relation to you. Oh yeah, go on then. Oh my God, your conversation about apologising to Edith reminded me of my kids in a conversation I had with my mum. I had exactly the same issue with toast, but ours was honey. I did lose my temper and apologised. Later, I was recounting recounting this story to my mum and she instantly jumped on me to tell me I should never apologise to my child. Luckily, I'm a pro at ignoring these comments and quickly change the subject. Just wanted to thank you for sharing your story and making it normal that firstly, you can lose your shit, but also normalising, apologising to children if you are wrong. Oh my God, yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, oh mate, I have to. Yeah, because the thing is, we do make mistakes. Yeah, and I, I think that's, that's, okay. also, that's also important for children to see that we make mistakes because I just think it should be an even sort of playing field in that sense. Obviously, boundaries are different. Setting boundaries, I'm really firm on that. 
But if I shout, which I don't like doing, but I do do it because you know you're a human being, I'm a human being, and 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 I think it's also just push my buttons. Recognize the fact that everyone's a human being, and regardless of what people put out there, um, we all have our shit limit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Vic, you know what? We were meant to have done this last week, and we didn't. We completely forgot. The poll. But it was the poll yep. about uh, food sources. So, have you ever had a sexual relationship? <laughs> sexual relationship. You say that some people have sexual relationships with all sorts of things, but have you ever had sexual relations with an item of food? Yeah. So, I'm quite disappointed with the response. So, I think some people are lying. What did you do a poll then? You did one. I did a poll. Oh, well done. Okay. Yeah. So, hell yeah, and it was good. How, what do you think the percentage of people was? You said it's disappointing. So maybe like in the 30s. Eight. Eight percent. Oh, really? Yeah, but it was gross. Oh, wow, gross. that's really low. But it was yeah. gross. Oh. Yeah, but it was gross. So how, how many do you think said to that one? More. 20? Eight percent. Oh, okay. And nope, just straight out, no, I've never done it. 84%. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that doesn't surprise me that much. I, For some reason, I just I just feel like, I don't know. I just, I think maybe women are just a bit more sensible with their sex. Vaginas. Practice. Except for that lady that shoved a salmon up her vagina. <laughs> Except for her. Yeah. But do you know um, what I mean? So we, we then, I asked, you know, so what were the things? And yeah. one person here, <laughs> hello, banana, corn on the cob. <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a cucumber. Oh, corn on the cob. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Got quite a tapered end, actually. Actually, yeah. that, that reminds me of one of my friends. She bought um, a sex toy. And uh, I don't She didn't. I don't think she actually looked at what she bought. She's got it because it was, like, really cheap. And it turned up, and it was a fucking corn on the cob vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> what? A corn on the cob vibrator? A lot of nodules, too, oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's got some texture, isn't it? Uh, somebody said a calippo. Oh, oh no, that's you not, mustn't do that, ladies. Uh, mustn't do that. Bottom of a cornetto ice cream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a courgette. Oh yeah, but well, I did think a courgette. It's quite girthy as well. It's a bit girthier yeah. than the cucumber. Cucumbers come up quite a lot. Mars bar, cucumber, whipped cream. Whipped creams come up quite a lot too. Well, masturbating with it. Well, no, I guess they what are you must doing with squirt it? it up there and then it gets licked out. Yeah. Okay. God, I mean, it technically that smash. deviates from the uh, the the requirements here because it was what have you uh, masturbated with rather than? Well, no, it was what what have you had or just any relations. sexual relations? Okay, so we're not um, Aero mint bubbles by mistake. What? What you mean like the little balls? Yeah, how can you make a mistake of that? That's like <laughs> I saying know. I accidentally fell on something and it went up my bum. Unless she just dropped them in her lap and then a vagina sucked him up like golden syrup on a cock. Oh, and then That's what? Lick it off. That made me feel yeah. so sick, though. God, too sickly. No thanks. Biscoff spread, donuts, biscoff and... spread. Oh my god! Well, I, I think I'd eat that off anything. To be fair, I'd eat that off a shit. Oh my god, butterscotch angel delight with a Twix finger. <laughs> These oh are amazing. A peeled banana. Pe- Show that, that would just, just fucking mush. mush. You'd be making a smoothie before you knew it. 
Ice lollies, courgette and carrots are up there. And believe it or not, so are Twixes. I'm guessing because Twixes have got quite a lot of um, girth to them. The biscuit holds them yeah, they're in not, quite they're good quite stead, small, doesn't it? Though. Yeah, I suppose they wouldn't perish under the no. penetration vibes. They'd stay quite rigid. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to try any of those. No, well, at least I can only apologise for the fact that we didn't actually share that poll last week because we completely fucking forgot. <laughs> Is it any surprise? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, hang. Okay, I've got one as well. I'm getting too excited here because this is a tidy up. Oh, okay. Do a tidy up first. Okay. I've just seen to be talking a lot today, don't I? That's all one right. after the other after the other. <laughs> uh, hey, ladies. I don't know if you remember, but I emailed in before about how I have two young kids and my house is always a mess and I hated it. Remember? Yeah, I remember. Quite a while ago, that one. Yeah. You said it would get better. I just wanted to let you know it has. A few weeks ago, we had a massive clear up where we cleaned and tidied every room in the house. And unbelievably, it's super tidy. It made such a massive difference to my mental health. Now that now that it's all tidy, it only takes a bit of an effort to tidy it all up. And the kids are a bit older now, so they can occupy themselves uh, a bit more to do stuff. uh, So I can do stuff while they're around. It's been so nice to feel I can just easily invite friends around and not worry about anyone dropping by. I had a day to myself today and usually I spend that time cleaning and tidying all day. But today I only needed to spend 15 minutes doing this. Oh, Yay. that's lovely. That is no, lovely. I, I mean, you know, I know I really do think that um, having a sort of semi-tidy house, not all the time, obviously it's not achievable all the time, but uh, for me, it's just really does maintain a sense of sanity, <laughs> especially yeah. like after last week, the kids were in the house every day. We had yeah. every fucking toy out by the end of the night. The house looked like absolute chaos. So what I would do is just do I just did a small tidy at the end of each day. And then on Sunday, I went for it. Once they'd gone to bed, I was like, right, I'm sorting this shit out because I just want the house to be nice and tidy tomorrow. And I don't want to do it. Your 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 private time. Yeah. I mean, in the end, I was in bed feeling shit. So well, at least your house was tidy. Man. Yeah, exactly. My house is tidy. But yeah, I, I love it. And now with my new kitchen as well, I think probably this will wear off. But like every night after the kids go to bed and had dinner and think, I really like tidying it up because it's oh, yeah. so beautiful at the end. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I love this kitchen so much. It's all finished now, by the way. Amazing. The fella finished painting it last week. Nine fucking months. <laughs> Nine months later. Well, actually a year later, really, because we moved in in April last year, didn't we? So over a year and a bit, but it's so worth it. It looks absolutely incredible. Love it. Love it. Um, I haven't done a big real reveal yet. I'm going to do an, a, a very Insta wankery reveal of the kitchen. Oh, of course you are. Oh, yeah. Got some slow-mo on my door handles. <laughs> <laughs> Only you could have a slow mo on fucking door handles. Oh, I know. Have you never been? I'm, so I'm, I'm excited for it though. I'm excited yeah. for it. I've had so many people message me being like, "When are you going to reveal the kitchen?" I love how invested everyone is. It just makes me laugh. It's like I, I get it. There's people that I follow that I'm like, oh, I really want to see that. Yeah, but I also like... think it's like that whole like nosy curtain twitcher. In oh us. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you no, know, we just want to be a nosy bitches, cunt mate. and we just want to see what someone's house looks like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, I have actually got an uh, a kind of agony aunt. Mm, go for it. I'm here for it, baby. Okay. 
uh, okay so before I talk about it I will just give a trigger warning because it's about pregnancy termination so that might be something that you don't want to listen to so if you don't want to listen to this agony aunt then stop listening now um okay so hi ladies first and foremost love 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 your podcast and I adore you both separately so much um so I was hoping a discussion could be had about another pregnancy taboo subject abortion I want to start off by saying I know I am incredibly privileged to have access to full reproduction health care and my heart goes out to anyone who cannot access such care I mean yeah what's been going on what what mm. what's, happens in uh, many a many lot of countries yeah even in Europe as well like it's mm-hmm. nuts um, a lot of women can't legally access abortion. I've heartbreakingly decided to terminate my second pregnancy. For context, I have a 15-month-old daughter and the thought of two children under two has triggered some unresolved PTSD of postpartum issues. I had crippling postnatal depression and postnatal anxiety, throw on top a breastfed baby that couldn't be put down and hated anyone who wasn't me. Also, my recovery post-birth sucked balls. My partner has to work long, long hours to provide for our family. Throw on top of that, no family my side I can rely on, plus very limited family on his side, meaning the majority of care provided is just myself. Hello, default parent. Um, And on top of that, 80% of the domestic load is on my shoulders and I've recently returned to work as well. Fucking hell, man. That's a lot. Oh, and we have a dog. (laughs) That There's dog. the bloody dog. A fucking dog. Also relies on me to meet his needs. Luckily, he's a good boy. Now, I don't want to sound like a pity party. I know people have it way worse than me. But the thought of adding a newborn into that hot mess isn't fair on the new baby and it isn't fair on me. I feel abortion has such a negative connotation and it's only spoken about in hush whispers, but it's a reality many women face alone. I feel like a failure admitting I cannot handle another baby when I'm surrounded by others that have seemed to take two small children in their stride. I feel ashamed that I struggle so much with parenthood and all that encompasses being a mum. I wanted to share this as I know you and the wonderful flags, flags, flags. The, wonder, the wonderful slags that listen will not judge me, but will stand by me and any of the women facing the gut wrenching reality of abortion. Mm-hmm. I hope you get to read this, even if it doesn't make the podcast. I hope maybe it can start a discussion with someone. Love you forever and always a tired mum. Oh my God. You know what? I, I feel so sorry for her. But you know what? I do, but equally she's making exact, I think she's making the right decision. Oh my, without, there, there is no, there's no debate. No. And I think the worst thing, and you know, here I go banging on about the patriarchy here. The reason why abortion is such a taboo subject is because there are still so many men around the world that hold the choice over whether we are allowed that right over our bodies or not. And um it's it's appalling it's disgusting and it should be basic healthcare that every woman is given the right and they don't have to fucking explain themselves they do not have to justify themselves it is a fucking choice and it is a right that all women deserve to have and you know I don't know do you feel that way am I I just I I find it so frustrating that it is still such a taboo subject Yeah, I think it's a really difficult one as well, because, um, you know, miscarriage too is very much a taboo kind of subject that that isn't talked about so much. But I do feel like that conversation has become a lot more open Mm. in the last few sort of years, especially I've seen that on social media. I've seen Mm. a lot of people talking about that, about their own experience of miscarriage and how heartbreaking that is. 
and and obviously abortion is also a really taboo subject but that's the one that I just don't think I ever see people talking about really oh, unless it's in the context of something because like they that's will gone get on. literally yeah, they'll get annihilated for it. yeah and and I'm, I'm I'm completely with you I, I don't think anybody else has any say in that decision no. I think it's entirely up to the woman and and actually yeah you can say okay well what about the guy that's involved and obviously it's their baby but actually if you look at the divide of how that sort of care even from the fact that the woman's carrying the baby for nine months it's not equal no. it's not equal and when that baby arrives it's you know statistic statistically speaking it's also not going to be equal the mother is no. going to be the primary caregiver and I think in the, in the case of this lady it doesn't matter what the context is actually no, it, it, doesn't. it doesn't matter there is no there is Whatever's no happened, reason for her to have to justify why she no, had to do it and no one does and I just think that that is should be a woman's fundamental human right to yeah. have that autonomy over her own body without anyone else passing judgment I just find it really appalling that it's 2022 and this is it is without a shadow of a doubt one of the most lesser spoken of realities behind women Hmm. and I think that that is why there are still very dangerous ways in which women are accessing care to have abortions because the fear yeah is driven behind actually accessing it's not going to stop people from having them it's it's making it legal it's It's not going to stop dangerous it's going to make it my great-grandmother died in a backstreet abortion really Uh, that's back when it was illegal she yeah and she was you know she was really working class she already had like three children she couldn't afford to have another child and she fucking died in a backstreet abortion like that's that's the reality of it but that's what's happening now as well yeah that's not that's not new that's not old it's it's now and 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 women will always seek them. That's that's just a fact. And um, I don't doubt that there will be people. Oh, I mean, we've given a trigger warning. So if people that didn't want to hear that are still listening, then that's kind of their choice. But I know that there will be so many women who will be listening to this, who have had abortions, yeah, and have never spoken about it because yeah. of the shame. Yeah, the I've, shame I've had I've had an abortion. You know that we've talked yeah. about that before. And um, the circumstances for mine were, I, I just met Rob and we'd only been together for about three months and um, I accidentally got pregnant and it was such a fucking, it was so, it was such a mad thing to happen because with him, you know, I, I knew that I was wanted to be with him. Like we got, I think we hadn't, I can't remember if we were engaged at that point you know but I knew this is a man I'm going to spend the rest of my life with um but we you know he said whatever you want to do I'll support we both agreed that it wasn't the right time it just wasn't the right time for us and uh, we had so many things that we wanted to do and we knew that having a baby would just completely change that sort of path that we were hoping to go down um and the it was it was really difficult it was a really difficult experience I've had a miscarriage as well and um, I would say that having the abortion was like emotionally more complex than yeah, absolutely. the miscarriage because um, the miscarriage was also just a, a slightly strange circumstances in that I was very young and I didn't realise that I was pregnant. So there wasn't too much emotion attached to the pregnancy or anything like that. I wasn't aware that I was pregnant until I'd had the miscarriage. Yeah. Um, but And I kind of got over it really quickly, to be honest. But the uh, the abortion really affected me mentally and I didn't I didn't realize how much it affected me 
it took me probably about a year to suddenly be like oh right yeah that's why I've been a bit of a mad bitch um because just yeah going through it I think people just think oh abortion is just like an easy option it's an easy way out and it's really it's really not no and you and the the worst thing about it is that it's it's really quite emotionally a traumatic thing to go through not for everybody you know not everyone's going to experience that way but I did yeah um and and probably more so since I've had my kids as well because you know it was with Rob and we are together and we've got two children and yeah it just it just they feel that it felt like there was a weight to it emotionally that I don't yeah. know like what could have been I suppose yeah. but ultimately I'm so glad that I did it and I would never change that decision even mm. though it was difficult and going through it was hard and fit it was the right choice and if we hadn't have done that then we probably wouldn't be living in this house right now yeah. like we probably wouldn't have got married when we got married we probably wouldn't have done xyz blah 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 our lives would have been so different and I'm just so thankful that I had the choice to to access that and I don't I don't regret it it was it was a really difficult time but ultimately it was your it was your right choice choice. it was your choice and I mean after we had Toby obviously I was a fucking mess and that was one of the reasons why Steve got a vasectomy as quickly as he did I think Toby was I don't know eight months old when he had his vasectomy and I said to Steve I was like if if we got pregnant again I wouldn't be able to keep it because and and that honest to god like it fucking it hurts so much to even say those words because Steve and I are in a loving relationship and we love each other so much and we love our children unconditionally but I know mentally I just couldn't do it again no and that's really hard because it's like that that's another reason why it's so important to have access to healthcare because I know of a few people who have fallen pregnant um by complete accident and it's not been planned and it's not a good time like it couldn't be further from a good time and they've had to make that decision while being in a really secure relationship very happy relationship and it's been fucking devastating Hmm. but what would be more devastating is if they kept the baby yeah because it wasn't it wasn't the right time the circumstances are personal they're so fucking personal and it's really important that we support women and we support the discussion of as well but it's like it's such a fucking minefield because it just comes up with a torrent of abuse from people no and that that's probably it's probably like one of the I've never talked about it before and even you know there's there's all there's been a lot of stuff about abortion in the last couple of years of, in Ireland as well and yeah. um in Poland and then in America now like the laws changing whatever but i've i've just always kept quiet about my experience because like you say like i don't i don't want to deal with the abuse you know it's like it's nobody else's business yeah i can't begin to fathom or understand how anybody thinks it's okay and there are lots of really heartbreaking, fucking horrific, terrible, terrifying, sick, sicker than sick stories out there now, happening right now, of women having to carry babies they do not want to carry, yeah. of men that they did not want to be in a relationship with. Yeah. And that on it in its own infuriates me. But what also infuriates me is just the simple right of any woman being allowed to do what they want to do with their body just because they can reproduce that doesn't mean that we are owned by anybody yeah you know I I have I've spoken to obviously like 
my friends and lots of other females and it's very common it's just not very talked about no it's just not talked about and it's a bit like miscarriage as well I suppose I think a lot of people experience miscarriage and don't talk about it but then if you do open up about it then you'll find actually that someone's like oh yeah yeah that happened to me too or I've been through that too I also think it's really funny it's not funny I find (laughs) it (laughs) I say funny in the most sarcastic way possible is that we as women and I I know I did with both of the boys we are told encouraged to not talk about our pregnancy until it's confirmed yeah and confirmed is three months and I just think why yeah why is it we can only celebrate this or talk about it or share it when we're in the safe zone yeah and then that's when we can go oh hey I'm having a baby why can't we share it from day dot and going I'm pregnant and then going through the emotional highs and lows with a woman of what they might experience in those three months. And again, it comes down to write whatever you want to do as a person. But if you share your news early, that's your God given fucking right. Yeah, I did. I did with my, uh, with, with Edith as well, because I just kind of felt like I told the people that I would tell if I had a miscarriage anyway. So, you know, I, mm. I can't, I'm an oversharer, mate. <laughs> Everyone yeah. fucking know about it. <laughs> but I, I just I was... can't keep secrets. Um, but I agree with you. And I think it can be an unhealthy sort of like, secretive I just don't like secrets you know I wish I hadn't have been so secretive with my like I literally kept it with Toby I was I was past three months yeah um when I eventually did share it and I just think what a shame yeah because that's three months of my life where I had to hide pretend you know and you feel like shit as well and you just want you kind of want there to be an explanation for it rather, rather than just feeling like shit and really alone and isolated all the time it's rubbish isn't it yeah and it's, it's just shit. I think, you know, the the more a conversation we have about things over women's reproductive rights, the more the conversation can improve. But it's, it's a complicated one. And I think that anybody that's listening to this right now that's getting their tits in a twist over what we're talking about, we warned you not to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank that woman for writing in, because to be honest with you, I think this will start a bigger conversation on this podcast of more women probably messaging in to say, you know what, um, you shared this and that's a really important conversation that we've never had on here before. Let's be honest with you, we've yeah. wanted to, haven't we? Yeah, we have, but I've always been And we've been like, so oh, worried about whether it's the right know. thing to do. And now I just think how sad yeah. as women, we're too scared to talk about something that huge numbers of women do either legally or illegally yeah yeah but I I think from what going back to that woman what she's saying as well um I think she's made the right decision and don't doubt that she knows no one else knows no one else knows your life no one else knows your experience of life so if anyone says anything else fuck them you know and also you don't have to justify no your reasons as to why you just don't And I know like that's really difficult because we can all feel that element to some degree of being like, oh, my God, I need to. But in actual fact, you don't. Yeah. And when she says she feels like a failure for not being able to handle a second baby. Well, you're not a failure. You're not a failure because two, any more than one kid. And nobody glides through parenthood. Nobody glides through it. And yeah, there might be people that make it look like it's effortless, but they're not. Yeah. And I think if they were honest enough with themselves, they'd even be able to turn around to you and go, you know what? I'm not fucking finding this easy at all. No. Um, so much love to you and thank you for being thank you so much um, for sharing with us. Strong enough to share it. Yeah, you might not feel very strong, but in actual fact, it took strength to send that message. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was nice and cheery. Uh, happy birthday.
Okay, so uh, yeah, if you want to send us a story, an agony aunt, or any other business, um, you can email us at noholdbarpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do, Laura? They can head on over to our Instagram page at noholdsbarpodcast and they can like us, please follow us, Ooh, please yes. send yep. us some stories, um, news articles that you find that are hilarious because that one today, that news headline was fucking amazing. <laughs> um, and you can voice note us, etc. And you can also find sex toys at www.noholdsbarpodcast.com. Um, and we, yeah, we'll see you again. See next you. We'll be coming Hopefully there'll be less, less diarrhea and less vomit. Yeah. And, and it'll be on time. And it'll be on time. <laughs> All right. Love you, Slags. Bye. Bye. See you next Tuesday. Hi, my name is Kay Adams. And to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process. So I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.